what I'm going to do today is talk as openly and honestly as I can about the issues of pricing and charging and making a decision whether client is right for us or not and dealing with more guilt issues around pricing. So this might be a little bit of a somatic experience for you. You might feel a little bit activated by this. You also might feel um, things come up for you, might feel a little bit triggered. So I encourage you to listen to this somatically. Listen to this to experience this. Feel within yourself what arises when I say certain things. Just try to bring yourself as you listen to this into your heart space, into your body. Feel your heart and your high heart. I'm just going to also let you guys know as I'm recording this, I'm also making uh, lunch for myself. So there might be a little bit of noise from here and then, but it's not going to be too bad. Uh, but yes, and if you need to grab a note, uh, notebook and a paper, and not to take notes, because this is not a note-taking exercise, but if you encounter a trigger or just notice something, you can write down some keywords for the feeling that is arising. I find that sometimes when I'm tracking, it helps me because uh, confusion tends to set in. And I get a glimpse of something. I catch a glimpse of like a feeling that is arising, then I sometimes tend to, it tends to be better to write a keyword down so that I can track myself back when I get distracted. So let's go back and let's talk about issues of pricing and charging. Hmm. So I released the podcast, podcast episode yesterday and I was talking about the guilt of charging that comes up. The part where we are not sure if we're doing for love or the money in general, and because we don't perceive the money as the love that is available for us, and then there's always equal exchange and we're part of it, we have to receive, okay? So this is one piece. And that's kind of a general piece. But then there is a deeper conversation and what happens when we're actually in that one-on-one -on -one interaction. Or we're on the call with someone. Or there's somebody who emails us or there's somebody who messages us. And we can't avoid it just because we're not doing sales. We get those messages and we're forced to deal with this anyway. So many people avoid sales altogether, the sales calls, because they don't want to feel this particular thing that I'm going to talk about. It is so uncomfortable for them to feel it. And because they cannot experience it, they either have to um, not do it at all or shut those feelings down or shut the guilt down or whatever it is, the ache down, or they try to build their business in a way that they don't have to deal with it. They just sell courses and people just buy the courses. However, there's something deeply, deeply empowering in really going deep into the feelings that come up when there is a financial transaction involved with what, you know, when you're selling something, when you're exchanging services and you are requiring that you be compensated by what you're doing. There is something in intensely empowering about walking through the process because anyone can give. 
and then just hope that we receive and then we resentful when we don't, right? Giving is the easy thing. Receiving is the hard thing. Loving ourselves enough to feel worthy and sometimes it is about forgiving ourselves enough. Again, I'm talking about the trauma I talked on the podcast. You know, when there is a trauma and people not being happy with you in your past businesses or, you know, somebody just, you not meeting somebody's expectations and when there was a monetary exchange involved, there is trauma involved, right? So, when it comes to having the sales conversation with a human being that is in front of you, that comes to you and says, I'm working, I'm, I'm working on working out the money. I want to be in your program. And just so you know, this is all the money that I have. If I do this, that is all the money that I have. I'm just going to give you all my savings, my life savings. What do you do with that? What do you do with that? What does it internally do to you? When a client comes to you, I really want to be in and I really don't have the money and da 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 and it's such a financial burden on me to do that but I want to do it anyway. Well, how does that make you feel? What's the what's the feeling? What's the emotion that comes up? Is it grief? Is it resistance? Huge resistance is what I sense. Like there's, there's so, like it is such a huge resistance. Like I do not want to feel like I'm taken away from somebody else. The resistance is like, I don't even want to face the reality. What if I could be wrong charging for my services? What if that's wrong? What if I don't deliver for them? What if I fail them? And they sacrificed their livelihood to work with me, right? And in our industry, it's not like we're okay with charging, you know, 60 bucks an hour. Like we have to support ourselves in the work we do and not charge by the hour, right? So there's something about that as healers, and as coaches, we need to be supported because our work with not clients is not the, not the hours in a week with clients. It's all the other clearing and inner work that we have to do. All the tracking, all the things it is. And oftentimes we're solo providers for our families. And there are certain experiences that we want to have. And of course, this healing and everything that we do, like that is our passion. Right? And we want to be able to advance and afford to work and support the people that we want to work and support with, right? Because because of them, there's this chain. Of course, all of us have mentors and we should be compensated for the work we, we do and so should they. There has to be a chain of supportive, supporting each other in this work, in, in this 
you know, in this ascension, ascension work, there is that. Can we do it for free? Yeah, but only to an extent and we're not very good at it when we do <laughs> because we preoccupy our time, you know, being in a corporate environment that absolutely does not, uh, you know, just the busyness, it doesn't support us, especially if it's out of alignment with our soul's journey. So yes, there is a piece where receiving a compensation does work. Now, the question arises, if that works, shouldn't everybody be a healer? Couldn't everybody be a healer? Like, people have to do other things other than heal themselves and be healed and this coaching, coaching industry pyramid, right? That's happening. Like, you know, it, it, this, this thing. Ah. <sighs> So the, the truth is that not everybody, not everybody in the world actually wants to be a healer or coach or whatever for a living, even if they could, even, if, even though they can, because they have the skills, right? So for example, um, one of my dearest friends and Lexi's godfather is actually pretty advanced on his spiritual journey in many aspects and it would just kind of was the obvious path for him to want to be a coach of some sort because he's been in so many coaching programs and relationships and yada 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 and uh you know we constantly work on our relationship and there's just so much right so the obvious path and everybody tells him well wh why aren't you a coach Right. And it's so interesting because he actually has no desire whatsoever in that. Right. It, there's just nothing. There's just no like reaction to that. It's like whatever. Like it just is not appealing. Right. So it's not that there's like I'm not a good enough to do that. It's, it's really just that it's not appealing. So just keep in mind that those of us who feel called to do this full time for a living, which is not everybody. Because some of us really, truly do not have the energy to go have a job while we do this, especially if you're empath and you have open centers and if you're a projector and you don't have the motor. Oh, my goodness. Like, we literally do not have, we're not built to do all the, all the other things. I know I'm not. I know I've done it and I know I wound up burned out each and every time I work outside of my alignment. So for some of us, we really do have to be fully compensated for the healing without having to do anything else. That is it. That is a fact. Okay? Some of us auras are actually designed for that. Right? When you find out, for those of you who are projector, it's not just projected. There are some amazing generators and, and um, manifesting generators. So many of them, they're so powerful as leaders in the communities and the guides and whatever right? Like all of us, but like for the projectors, it's literally that we don't have much of a choice because if we do the other work, we burn out because we don't have our motor. We don't have our sacred motor. We cannot do the things long-term. We can do anything short-term, right? I ran hundred miles short-term. I can produce a lot out of my body, right? So, but every time we end up in a burnout, if we do that for extended period of time. So, um, there's such 
need to accept that we will absolutely have to be compensated for our work to do it optimally and to become the best that we can be. We have to resort, we have to invest a ton and ton and ton and ton and ton of free time to research and education. And that has to be compensated for as well. You know, sometimes it's divine support from other means and, you know, support for parents or whatever it is so that you can do this for yourself, right? But you, either way, on your soul's mission, you're supported. You have to be supported, right? If you're here to do your work, you have to be supported. So sometimes it's going to come out of somewhere else and sometimes it's going to come from clients. So let's go back to the scenario. You have a person, a person that says, I would love to work with you, but I'm putting the last penny that I have into your program. I hope it works. It must work, <laughs> you know? Or they say something, sometimes they don't say that, but they're af you're afraid that's what they're saying. And if you don't resolve this for yourself, you are primed for a codependent relationship with the client. What do I mean by that? You're going to quickly go into playing the savior in that relationship because you're going to go like, oh my gosh, I shit, I took that money. Now I have to work double as hard because I really want to make sure they get their result and I'm going to do everything in my power I can so that they can. When we do that, because we don't want to go through the internal fear of letting somebody down, not being enough, all that stuff. Because that's all that's going on. Am I enough? Is what I'm doing enough for me to charge for this service? Mm -hmm. You feel that? It's like, it's there, it's right there. You have to let it go. By letting go, you have to allow yourself to feel all of this and start integrating the realization that comes through. Because there's all sorts of fog that will try to question your value to your clients. In the end, though, what is happening that your particular presence your particular aura, that is particular ways that things are set up, particular sets of some people think of it as codes, right? Not sure I necessarily resonate fully with that. Um, I'm not sure I do or I don't. Um, that's what I'm saying, okay? Um, that's just something I hear people say and it's like, yeah, okay. You know, but there's, there's something about your potency, about who you are, how you show up. You know, on a human design level, there are centers you have closed and there are centers you open. And because of centers that are closed in one hand and open in the other person's, there is a flow that starts happening, activating each other in being able to, we're here to do this transformation together, talking to each other, reflecting to each other. And yes, it comes through in recordings or even in emails, like the energetic exchange happens as well. It doesn't have to be person to person, 
but there's something really beautiful and potent about the one-on-one -on -one interaction where you're fully holding your attention on this one person. And you know, for us, those of us who amplify or who are projectors who are empaths, like there's so much potency in that. In that person being able to sit with us and have these realizations on their own. Because sometimes like our, we are really, really activating that way for our clients. Like there's something in our presence that wakes them up, right? There's something that we haven't awoken to that, that, that we have that we may not realize that just somehow, somehow they're in our presence, it starts awakening, it starts waking up for them. You see what I mean? And the problem is that some people who are listening to this are not quite aware of it, but just because you're not aware of it is not, that is not how, let me rephrase. Just because you're not aware of it doesn't mean it's not there. Just because you haven't felt it and sensed it, that in your presence transformation truly happened. It's not just because of what you teach. There's things that crack for people, that alter for people, that expand them. So, going back to this idea of charging, okay? If you can work yourself through opening this up for you, opening up the flow of receiving, and you get that activated for yourself, and you allow yourself to receive because you understand there's so much more, like you trust that this person is going to be provided for and you get to be provided for, everybody gets to be provided for in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. And when you begin to accept that, you can then go and activate this for your clients. You know what happens? I'm going to just go ahead. I know this is going to be a little bit long of a recording, potentially. But I want to go ahead and I want to share with you some investing experiences and the impact they had on me. When you invest in somebody who is fully empowered in, I am worthy of receiving, I'm fully feeling like, you know, they're feeling worthy of receiving the money. And you know what? Maybe their value was not even what you expected. It was less, right, than you expected. You know the impact that it has on you? All of a sudden, you start realizing, oh, wait. If they can charge this much and not work, some, work themselves to death, can I put a little bit less expectation on myself? Hmm. Can I be okay with charging fairly, not overworking myself? There's something really magical for not undercharging for your work. Not discounting your work. Okay? There's something really magical because it is actually really empowering 
to people because what it says is what it says is I love myself enough to understand that I'm not perfect and I absolutely deserve for my time to be fairly compensated no matter what. And the next level is like when we realize, when we start feeling into the impact we actually have on others and how powerful our presence is and how activating and potent our presence is as time goes. And we realize, oh, holy shit, this attention and the time that I am giving, it's a huge value to people. There's a huge impact of this space that I hold and the, and, and the exchange that happens. There's, this is such a huge value to people. Like there is, like we have to stop discounting this. Like there is so much. There, it has to be like, we are absolutely worthy of being compensated for that. But you see, that takes a minute to get to. Because we have to start noticing what happens. We have to get out of our head and start noticing and being present to what happens when we show up, when we deliver, when we are with a person and something alters in, their, in our presence for them. We have to start noticing it because then not in a fog that is over our eyes, it's literally clouding your judgment. You're not able to see clearly at all the impact you have on people. And you're not able to see the mechanism by which they are actually provided because they're, they're actually following their soul calling, saying yes to you. You see? So... Oof, I think I'm going to pause here and let you sit with all this. There's so much in there and so much to realize. To go deeper inside yourself and to really, really, really take a look at the resistance you have to receiving. <laughs>